Good, that's a bit more enthusiastic. Ah, oh, you're enjoying the old one so much. It lasted a long time, didn't it? Uh, but over the next four weeks, we're going to prepare ourselves. We're going to prepare ourselves for Christmas. And all of these uh, talks are entitled Receiving the Blessing. Because Christmas is coming. Anyone done the tree yet? Sados, it's still November. <laughs> we're having this discussion at the minute uh, in our home about when to put the tree up and all the rest. And I'm trying to delay it as long as possible. But our hope is torturing me. Uh, it's, it's coming next week apparently but I'm really desperately trying to delay it for the next week anyone else like me? yeah you're wise, wise yeah they're all men, they're all men, love it <laughs> brilliant, you know how it is you know what it's going to be like oh dear, Michael Bublé and all that so um, <laughs> the ladies love him for some reason can't understand it myself but wherever we live, wherever we are, we can't, affect, we can't get away from it. Christmas is coming. It's on the radio. It's on the TV. It's, we go to Tesco's. We've, we've got Black Blooming Friday now. Where did that one come from? Huh? Well, it came from the States. It came from America. Let's blame them again for everything in our Western culture. Um, but Christmas is on its way, and this is our time. It's our celebration. It's our time, and we can sing from the rooftops. This is what it's really about. It's really about Jesus. It's his birthday. It's what we celebrate. And that's what we want to do, um, is encourage ourselves and, and look again towards the scriptures and look towards the coming of the King. And as we do that, that we would receive the blessing. So four Sundays, the historic church calendar has these four Sundays. They're called the Sundays of Advent. And uh, does anyone remember uh, from Blue Peter, the, uh, the, the, the Advent thing? Yes, with the coat hangers and John Noakes. Here he is. I never tried to make it myself. Uh, but out of the coat hangers and the four candles and the tints and all this. And I remember Mr. Harby. Mr. Harby was my RE teacher, and he, he had something like this, and uh, it was like the, it was the most exciting RE lessons because they were really boring, if I'm really honest. But it was the best times because each week leading up to Christmas, he'd light another candle, light another candle. And so week one was, oh, this is exciting. He's getting the old matches out in the classroom. It's like a chemistry lesson again. And, um, and he'd light the candle. But the most exciting bit was because he was such a, yeah, because he, he couldn't, crowd control was not his forte, let alone classroom management. Uh, and so what we used to do is tear bits of our exercise books up and stick it in your mouth and kind of make like a nice paper mache blob. And then you stick it on the end of your plastic ruler and it had to be a 30 centimeter ruler because it got more trajectory on it. And then you'd basically we'd spend the whole class trying to ping these things, trying to put the candles out. That's what we did, it's brilliant. So when it got to week two and week three, we were loving it because there were more targets to aim at. I've got absolutely no reason why I'm telling you that story except to say that Advent, there are these weeks that precede the coming of Christmas. And it's an exciting time. We should be excited about it. For me, if I'm really honest, kind of Christmas is mad time, right? And there's so much that goes on. There's so many preparations, so many things we have to do that sometimes we arrive at Christmas and we eat the turkey, we drink whatever we drink, and then we fall asleep. And then we're like, oh, is that it? And we miss it. We as Christians can miss it. And those that don't know Jesus, they, they, you know, this is our time, folks. This is our time. We say this is what it's about. Christmas is God's gift to us that Jesus came. And he really did. 
It isn't just some nice fluffy story that we, that kids get to learn about. This, the story happened. It was really real. And it's about God's love coming down to rescue us, to change us from the inside out. And so that's what we're looking at over the next few weeks. And um, we're going to begin this week by receiving the blessing of the way to the Father. Jesus said this about himself. He said, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Have you ever been lost? You ever found yourself ever and been lost? I've seen uh, a few fellas nodding. I thought the men would be like, no, I've never been lost. Lots of the ladies going, yeah, he got me lost once. Um, but yeah, we've all been lost uh, from time to time. And uh, we have we've a great story about uh, three summers ago. We were on holiday, we we're in Spain, and there were three other families with us, and we wanted to go to the water park. Now our friend, some of you know him, so I'm going to grass him up. His name's Dave Pavey. He's the children's pastor in Coleraine. Dave had been to the water park before, and he knew the way. This, these were his directions. I promise you, this is not a lie. It's being recorded. He can listen to it later. This is what he says. These were his words. It's of the, the water park is to the left of Mercia. That's like Mercia. I looked up the, the population. Mercia has a bigger population than Belfast. It's like saying, go to Belfast. It's on the left. It's just ridiculous. So we're on convoy. There's four cars. We're heading towards, and he'd been there the previous years trying to figure it out. And to be fair to him, there was a signpost that went, sort of was going this way towards Mercia. But it took us through this mountain range to get there. And I'm not joking. It took us an hour and 45 minutes to get to the water park in the heat. And it should have taken us about 40 minutes. And there was that moment when we're in the, this city. We have no bearings. We have no recollection. We have no way. Well, I was looking for a taxi. Honestly, I was looking for a taxi. I would have paid the driver to drive there. And we just followed the taxi. I was desperate to know the way. We've all been lost. But have you ever felt lost in life? And I really mean that. Lost in life. Where the basic fundamental questions in life, we're just not sure. We're just not sure. There's just no bearing or no directions, these questions that arise. Who am I? What am I made for? Why am I here? Where do I get my sense of worth and value? And there are many folks, there are folks, I'm sure some of us, who at times or even now feel lost. It's like you've lost your way. You've no bear, no sense of direction of where, where to go or what to cling on to. And we need ways to navigate through life. And Jesus says this about himself. He says, I am the way. I am the way. For many folks, Christmas is Tinseltown. It's the season that promises happiness and fulfillment, joy and peace. And they're right, because that is part of the real story. And yet, it's so easy, isn't it, to get into the trap of glitzing it up and covering up and covering over um, the, the real stuff that's really going on inside. But Jesus says, he is the way. He's the way to the Father. And I have a picture of Santa Claus there. And uh, if you've any little ones in the room and you want to protect the identity, close their ears or take them out uh, quickly. 
but Santa, you know, Santa's obviously, we know. Um, and, and before you think this is heresy I'm about to preach, right? I'm not saying God is Santa, right? <laughs> but there are some wonderful similarities. You know, our, our, our thoughts are, well done. <laughs> Need the toilet there. Our, our, our thoughts of Santa are, he's this amazing man who is just loving and kind. And he's the Santa that we get to sit on his knee. If he's, if he's all right. Are we allowed to do that anymore? In our world, we're not quite sure whether the, Santa's, the kids are allowed on Santa's knee and all that. But Santa can be trusted. Santa knows whether we've been good or bad. And here's the thing. When Santa asks that question, even if you've been an absolute rascal, Santa's still going to give good gifts to his children. Isn't that the same with our God? Isn't that the same sort of image and the same kind of picture? Uh, I'm a dad and I love being a dad. And one of the, uh, the best things that I love about, uh, the best moments I have with my children are when words are not spoken. The, the time is when they come and they, they sit on your lap or they give you that hug and you just hold them. And sometimes, you know, some, uh, with our kids, one of them in particular, when they get so distraught and so upset about stuff, uh, there's been times when it's just like we don't know what to say or what to do to calm them down. I just hold them. And that is nearly enough. It, it kind of just calms them down, soothes them down. And they're the most tender moments as a father, I think, with my kids. And it's a picture, it's an analogy that we all need, all of us, regardless of age. Jesus is the way to the Father. He's the one. He's the one that we go to. What for? For love, for affirmation, for affection, to be told it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And for some folks this morning, I think that's the word for you. Life is the way it is for you right now. You're navigating something that's difficult. And the word from the Father is it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, you know, because he's on your side and he's with you. And he's mighty to save. And he'll quieten you with songs of love. He'll sing over you. All that stuff. But Jesus is also the way to making good decisions. And I, I felt quite strongly to share this. In Proverbs it says, there is a way that seems right, but it only ends in death. Life itself presents us with lots of ways. And sometimes we can feel completely lost and not sure where to turn. But there are also many times in life when we come to junctions in life and we have a decision to make. Do we go this way? Do we go that way? Or maybe well, that looks quite an attractive way or a whatever way. But Jesus is the way to making good decisions. He's the one who gives us the wisdom and leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Jesus is the way and he's also the truth when we know Jesus we know the truth and what does the truth do it sets us free when we know the truth the truth sets us free and and when we're bound with all these things and things that go on and these behaviors that we can't quite break and all the rest when Jesus speaks the truth the, sp the truth sets us free and we live in a world that's full of lies 
full of lies. And some of them are really obvious and blatant. And we can almost navigate and avoid those stuff because we know that, oh, that's just a load of nonsense. That isn't true. And we can spot that a mile off. But here's the thing. There's loads of stuff that's a lot more subtle. You see, Satan is known as the father of lies. And what he does is he takes truth and he slightly twists it. So he takes what's true and what's real and he slightly twists it. And he makes us believe things about ourselves and about what we do or have done. And he makes it into something that it's not. That it's not. And many of us were clouded and shrouded by lies that we've believed about ourselves. Words that have been spoken to us or over us or about us. But they are words that are not true. And Jesus, who's the way to the Father, if we allow to listen to his voice, we receive the truth because Jesus is the truth. And we need to listen to the Father's voice about ourselves. And he's also the life. Earlier in John, we read that Jesus came that we might have life in all its fullness. And many of us, we have a full life, right? Life's full, it's busy. But this promise is a promise of having life in all its fullness, all the things, uh, one with meaning, one with intent, a life with purpose and a life with destiny. And we've said this time and time again here, and I'm saying it again, what we love the most is when we see hearts come alive. Hearts become who you were intended to be, and you do the things and you become the person that God intended you to be full of life not always free of trouble because that's never the promise never free of uh, life is never going to be a bed of roses those of us who've been down the track know that but yet in the midst of that we can walk with our heads held high knowing that God is with us and he is for us and so this morning this is short and sweet and simple for many of us this is not earth shattering stuff you didn't already know this is not huge bible expository this morning this is a reminder to us as followers of jesus this is he is the way he is the truth and he is the life and as we prepare for christmas as we light the first candle go to jesus and honestly ask him to show you the way Point yourself to his love again. Ask him to reveal the truth to you and accept the blessing. It's a gift. Look at the picture, folks. It's a gift. He is the gift to us. He is the gift to you. And for others, uh, you know, this stuff might sound new to you. You know, oh yeah, I've heard the Jesus story before. But, um, you know, this is for you too. As a child, you come before him, and he may well be revealing himself to you this Christmas, leading you into a life of purpose, a life of destiny, a life uh, full of good things. Folks, Christmas, let's, let's do, um, do our best to tune in to what it really is about and to, uh, to do well to navigate away from the stuff that it really isn't about. Tinseltown. Let's focus our attention and our efforts on him. Phil.